The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers in his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. And when he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, Why are you standing here idle all day? And they said to him, Because no one has hired us. And he said to them, You also go into the vineyard. So when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last ones worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat? But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to the last the same as I give to you. I am, not, am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am so generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Even though it happened a long time ago, I can still vividly remember the day in 10th grade. For once, I was standing at the front of the line, and I couldn't wait to dive into all those glorious food options in the potluck. It was the first time all week that I was able to get to the front of the line. We were on a singing tour with my church's youth group, and each day we would travel to a new destination. And when we got there, we'd set up in the church basement, and then the, um, the families would provide a potluck meal for us before the performance. And it seemed like I was always at the end of the line. But not today. I was at the front, and it was awesome. <laughs> Until my youth director quieted us for prayer and quoted scripture. Matthew 20, verse 16. So the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. And everyone at the front of the line had to move to the back, and all those who were in the back of the line got to move up to the front. I was shocked. I was mad. I was hungry. I hated that scripture passage. Well, maybe hate is too strong of a word, but... I will say that this 33-year-old memory emerges whenever I read this scripture text. Emotions in me are stirred up and I completely identify with those early workers in today's parable who felt like they were entitled to being first and getting the most. Now maybe it's just me who can easily name a time when you felt that a situation was unfair. 
but I doubt it. We've been taught from an early age that fairness matters. Children on the playground argue about whose turn it is on the monkey bars or who's had the ball longer. Siblings notice when one kid gets to do more chores than the other or has more screen time than another one. But it's not just the kids, it's adults too who are hardwired, it seems, to notice when someone gets something that they haven't earned and don't deserve. We take notice when someone gets more than their fair share of recognition or happiness or success. And more often than not, we view the world and ourselves and others through the lens of fairness instead of grace. Fairness, you see, is easier to measure. It's orderly and just. Fairness is based on what you've earned, the way you behave, how hard you work. I can easily imagine the grumbling of those early workers in today's parable, working a full day and expecting the usual daily wage, a full day's wages in return for their hard work. And then at the close of the day, everyone lines up to get their promised wages. But the first to arrive at work are the last ones to be paid. And as the latecomers leave their payday line, they are going home with a full day's wage, even though they only worked for an hour or two. Imagine those at the end of the line who started out the day grateful for a day of employment, grateful and thankful that they would be able to earn enough for that day so that they could go home and feed their families. And then at the end of the day, when they hear that the others get a full day's wage, I can just imagine their anticipation and their hopefulness that they would get more since they worked longer, more than what they were promised, more than they've received on other days for doing the same work. They were entitled to it after all, right? They worked harder than the others. They earned it. And then when they finally get to the front of the line, they are paid the same as all the others. Their gratitude turns into resentment. It's not fair, they cry. And the owner of the vineyard protests that he had treated them fairly, paying exactly what he had contracted, and he wonders why they would be upset at his generosity. Now, it's not a real story, of course, but it's a parable. A parable that's meant to teach us to give insight into human nature and God's goodness. And what we learn in this parable is that divine grace trumps human fairness. Grace is dangerous because it reverses business as usual. The last shall be first, and the first shall be last. Now the world says the last are last, and the first are first, because they deserve it. It's fair. But grace, God's generosity and mercy and love, looks beyond our productivity, beyond our appearance, beyond our accomplishments, our race, ethnicity, or gender, God's grace even looks beyond our failures, our shortcomings, and all that we have done and left undone. If we keep counting the times that we've been wronged, if we keep a record of grievances, if we tally up all the ways that our parents or our children, our friends or our co-workers have wronged us, 
that kills relationships. And we find that we're living in hell on earth. But love, generosity, and forgiveness allow relationships to flourish. And living in this grace reveals the goodness of God. Through grace, love flourishes, forgiveness happens, and relationships are strengthened. The late hired workers received more than they earned, more than they deserved, more than they even had a right to ask for, because that's just what God does. And the wonderful thing about parables, I think, is that we can identify with more than just one character in the story. I started out identifying with those early workers and grumbling, and it's unfair, and crying out with them. But imagine yourself now, not as the one who was treated unfairly, but as the latecomer. There's no good reason to expect such lavish and reckless generosity. Yet this is God's vineyard. And God looks at us in love and overlooks all those places that we fall short and chooses to treat us with unmerited grace. The latecomers were promised, are promised, to be paid whatever is right. Whatever is right is, is not about fairness, but about grace. So why settle for the usual daily wage when God wants to give you whatever is right for your life? Whatever is right will always be more than fair, more than we could ask for or imagine. So the challenge today is instead of comparing ourselves to others, let's create some room for grace to emerge. Let's refuse to compete in such a way that there must be winners and losers. Let's trust that in God's world, there is enough for everyone. Let's let go of the expectations of what people deserve and trust that God will pay whatever is right. And it will always be more than enough. Amen.